Hello and all welcome to the TNC podcast. What gets the juices flowing more than a 1-1 draw at Ewood Park, Chris Reeve? I don't know. What, Jack? Not much. <laughs> Good to see you. So much. Are you excited? Uh, what, for this podcast? No, about Norwich in general. Uh, uh, do you know, my Ooh, mood... Oh, you were so excited. I, Holty got you fired up. He did get me fired up, but then we fucking drew. Good and point I, away from I, home. And I just... Look... Sometimes, it's my my mood and attitude, and I wonder if other Norwich fans are like this. My mood and attitude towards Norwich changes almost daily, hour by hour. Yeah, <laughs> one hour I can be thinking playoff final. Yeah, Wagner's warmed on Wembley Way. Yeah, I'll have a bit of that. Yeah, and then the next day I'm thinking, no chance. Mm. Look at the away form, which we'll speak about. So. That's the but that's the fan. joy of following Norwich City. Of it's course. never dull. Of course. Holty was here last week. Yep. He got us very excited. Yes. Um, Thanks to everyone for watching that, by the way. And it was nice. It's always nice to get the perspective of someone that's been in this situation. Absolutely. Been there, seen it, done it, rather than us who just watch it and try and decipher what's happening. And I, and I must say, I came out of that with real optimism. And we were going into the Blackburn game off the back of a really successful week at Carrow Road against the Blackburn side that have struggled in the recent um, weeks and, and months. They had an okay start, but since then it's been really poor. Mm. I was convinced that we would go there and win. And it was a great Me start. Too. Marcelino yep. Nunez scores, beautiful free kick, couple of chances after that. Even at half-time at 1-0, I'm thinking, we'd probably come out, score a couple more, mm. professional win, happy days. Second half felt very reminiscent to that QPR game where you where you very much got your knickers in a twist. And you were really happy with the point away at the worst side in the league. I wasn't, ha- I wasn't delighted. You but were. You I, were happy. I was professionally um, put together. Look, <sighs> winning home games, point away from home, from now until the end of the season, will probably get us into the top six. However... Probably as well. <laughs> however, yes, it wasn't the perfect display was it i it just seems it's not to be fair it's not just the away games um this season obviously carrow has become a fortress of late which we're delighted about and we will speak about on this podcast it just seems like when we turn up at a surefire shit outside <laughs> that is destined for league one we just can't perform um <laughs> Blackburn were there for the taking, and mm. for me, it you know it was definitely two points dropped. Again, let us know in the comments whether you believe it was two points dropped or a point gained. I can, I, I can slightly sit on the fence on this one, Jack. Like sometimes I'm thinking, yeah, look, we didn't lose. The unbeaten run continues, mm. you know, and that's so important. That momentum, it's just it's just slow momentum. But at the same time, if I listen to what I said two podcasts ago. And I was saying to you, well, we, we can't look at the season like that anymore because we completely stacked it sure. in November. We ain't got the time to be getting points away at home to, to sides like Blackburn and mm. QPR. Look, I know the Norwich players were incredibly frustrated with, with that result. Um, and for me, the concerning thing is I looked at the lineup and I thought, this could be a cricket score. You know, I was you know I was I was going at least three or four nil. Really seriously, Sergeant Gabby Sarah in a more progressive role, um, a side with confidence. I just looked at the line and thought, yeah, this is really good. Um, you know, Nunes with that bit of magic, which we'll talk about more in a minute. And I just thought, yeah, this looks good. 
and it, for some reason it wasn't quite there. Was it a mentality thing, Jack? Was it was it maybe David Wagner's in-game substitutions again? What's your thoughts? Why well, couldn't the, we get the three points? The, I, I, the frustrating thing for me is I don't. I'm still quite not quite sure the con. Why we've got this contrast between home performances and away performances? Now look, the performance against Watford, we got it done. We looked good for I don't know 45 minutes of that game. Agreed. There was a patch where we were really stodgy. But we were we looked really free flowing going yeah. forwards throughout the entire of that game against Cardiff. Probably similar um, standard mm. of opposition. Cardiff and Blackburn both pretty poor sides, but we were relentless in that game. Yes. we we never took the foot off the gas. And against Blackburn away from home, and it's been so often the case this season away from home. I mean, we've won four times away this season. I can't really recall an away performance where I've gone, wow, that was really yes. impressive. I yes. mean, like, who have we won away to? Like, Bristol City, Cardiff, yeah. Hull. In all of them games, we've either been behind or we've yes. really sat deep on a lead. I don't quite know why. I think if we go to Blackburn and we put in a performance like we did against Cardiff, you win 2 or 3 0. The ironic thing in all of this is, of course, um, the club. Uh, have criticised our home supporters, um, you know, for not making enough noise or making the wrong noise, and yet it's uh, it's now the best place to be, and it's you know the the away performances that aren't so good. I don't know what the answer is, Jack, really, which makes for a really, really crap podcast analysis, doesn't it? But I don't necessarily know the answer. I mean, I can maybe think that look, Blackburn second worst defensive record in the league. Mm. Norwich City managed to muster just three shots on target. That's unacceptable. It's not just, you know, crap or not good. You know, it's unacceptable. Mm. Only three shots on target. But the worry for me is we had Sargent. Mm. We had Sarah in a progressive role. So how did that happen? I don't know. But look, maybe it's one of those ones where we could say, look, you can be negative about it or positive about it, but in line with a lot of the conversations post Boogate at Cairo, maybe, maybe we just need to be blind, optimistic, and positive and say, look, we didn't lose. Let's move forwards. We've got a massive game, which I know we're going to talk about um, this weekend against Sunderland. And I think we'll put that draw behind us. It, it, is it, it's strange, isn't it? Because in Angus Gunn's post um, match interview with Chris Gorham, you know, Chris brought up the fact that I think we've got the fourth best home record in the division and the 18th best in, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, away form. So there's huge differences. And Angus said, well, we don't quite know because last season it was our away form that mm. held us together. Yeah, yeah You know, yeah. We, we were almost better away from home. And I think a lot of people kind of cited the fact that they were away from that toxic atmosphere. Yes. And But this season, it feels like not only it's a mental thing, but performance-wise and tactically, we look so much more nervy away yes, from home. Yes, I, I, I get it if you agreed. go to a, I don't know, a, yeah. a Leicester or a Southampton. Yeah. I don't mind you sitting off and kind of playing the game a little bit. It feels like... It feels fragile, doesn't it? Yeah. And I don't know whether it's a... I don't know, maybe just a a lack of... I've been thinking about this, right? I was I was cursing at the... At my phone um, over you know who down the road and I was thinking fucking hell how lucky mm. are they time after time and then I remembered you make your own luck mm. and the reason why they get so many late goals is because of their confidence yeah, yeah. and they just know they've done it yeah. they've scored late goals they know it can come they know it can happen and Norwich just 
haven't got the facilities to do that. We, mm. we, the, I, I think it was a mentality thing. I think it's perhaps now a confidence thing. I do think that the tactics do make Norwich City fragile and do invite pressure on and therefore you can't necessarily hurt a team as much when you bring off a striker and put on a midfielder, of course. Um, so perhaps it's that, Jack. But look, it's a it's a big problem that David Wagner and his coaching staff need to solve. But again, I need to caveat all of that because I don't want people to think, you know, I'm anti this, I'm anti that. You know, David and the coaching staff deserve a lot of praise and, and a lot of compliments for managing to create this unbeaten run and really, really bring us back into the playoff picture. I think that the other slightly concerning thing here, Chris, with this game in particular, but it's not been an isolated incident, if you speak to Norwich fans post-match and you go, who was your man of the match? I think a lot of people are saying Angus Gunn again. Yeah. He's made three big saves in that first well, half. And this is it. If you go if you go to the the you know the, the naysayers, the twenty percent, the negative side of the camp, well they would say, well Angus created three saves, right? And and saved I say created. He he produced mm. three saves from I think they were inside the box mm. as well, by the way. That's massive, mm. absolutely massive, of course, completely feeds that narrative of he's the best keeper in the league, yet again. Um, but he, you know, as I've said time after time, thank God for Gunn. He's mm. got us out of trouble so many times this season. Absolutely. Let's let's talk, let's get positive. Let's talk about the free kick first. Marcelino Nunez, and look, I've not been his biggest fan. Um, I think my frustration with him, like many at Norwich... There's clearly talent there, mm. and he's clearly technically very gifted. I've, ju- I've just, and maybe it's it's him, maybe it's a tactical thing, maybe it's a bit of both. I've not liked how he drifts out of games so often. There has been mm. multiple occasions where, after 25 minutes on the clock, I've gone, "Oh yeah, bloody hell, Nunes is playing." Forgot about that. Last, let's say, month or four games or something like that. I've been really impressed. I think he's orchestrated games. He's got on the ball. He's made a difference. He's looked to find the pass. His his long-range passing has been absolutely excellent. You need it at that level. And I think the two home games against um, Watford and Cardiff, I thought he was excellent in both. And again, comes up with a bit of quality here. The, the, The disappointing thing is, I think... So often when you're in these scrappy away games, Mm -hmm. it is that moment of magic that can be the difference. And I I feel a little bit, almost a little bit sorry for Nunes because instead of the the, the post-match chatter being, what a great goal to win it, top corner, it's actually, oh, we've conceded a really sloppy header. It was a great free kick. We saw previous previous week, Gabriel Sara score a free kick. Yes. Just a great moment. I think Nunes has been coached really well Mm. um, recently, definitely. Um, It's very well documented that he's not taken to the English language as quickly as as everyone would like, but I totally empathise with that. It's really, really hard. Um, And again, you know, reflects very well on the players that have picked it up quickly, Mm. particularly Gabriel Sara, for example. Um, But look, magic from Nunes. I think Nunes is probably within the top three most technically gifted players in this North City side. And it's only when he's on the ball can you obviously truly appreciate that. I can side with you on the sense of Jack, he's maybe off the ball, I can kind of understand where you're at, where you're like, mm, where is Marcelino? You know, what, what, what's going on there? Um, but when he's on the ball and he's afforded the luxury of space and time and can pluck a pass, he's the sat-nav of this North City team, really, isn't he? It should, in recent weeks, and that's why it was so 
so sad when he went off with an injury. Mm. We all thought it was going to be a hamstring. The what's well, the latest? Well, I don't know. We don't know at this stage. I think they said it wasn't as serious as first feared. Okay. Well, look, that, yeah. well it's not. Yeah, absolutely. It's not serious. But yeah, we, we hope that he, he can be back as soon as possible because he is certainly in this purple patch of form right now. And it was a gorgeous free kick. Um, it seems like Marcelino Nunes only scores worldies, <laughs> yeah. which, which I love. I think the thing that's maybe not on his side is he kind of reminds me a bit of Mario Vrancic and Mario will maybe maybe kill me for this but I think a player like Nunes like Mario the kind of luxury players where you could easily replace them with a more steely midfielder mm. that's going to tackle and buff people off the ball and just be so super consistent with passes but you wouldn't necessarily have that player to be able to take a free kick to change a game right sure so it's almost a luxury to have him on the pitch yeah. for those moments, those set pieces, etc. For that, you know, that magic ball. But actually, that uh, that opportunity only comes maybe twice, three times in the game, and more often than not, particularly in the run that Norwich City have been in, Jack, we've probably needed a more steely midfielder. But now we're confident again. Now they found their feet defensively. Now, you know, as I say, we're playing more confidence. Marcelino can really come into his own. I'm really pleased for him because he's a player that, not just yourself, Jack, that many Norwich fans have, have criticised and I'm delighted to see that he's turned it around. Great goal for Nunes. Really sloppy goal to concede. Just one of those where, it, it you know, probably the only way Blackburn are going to score is yeah. from one of those. I suspect they've been practising that, how to defend those types of balls all week long clear header back yeah. of the net disappointing uh i would use a different word shit <laughs> okay it is yeah and it's just so basic <laughs> so pedestrian absolutely no idea why with that many north city bodies <laughs> in the box um you know our set piece coach has not sorted that out i've mm. no idea and you know before that it was it was daniel farker's dreaded um, man, uh, man marking uh, of set pieces, which was woeful, and it seems that we're still plagued with this issue of, you know, we, we we can't defend from set pieces, but yet we've got these massive big boys at the back. But I don't know why they're out of position or or that you know defenders are able to find the space. But it was a really poor goal to see. But but to to maybe brush that to the side mm. for one minute, Jack. The defence wasn't the reason why yeah. we drew that game. It was perhaps our midfield, our midfielders and forwards, because we, we we absolutely needed to create more opportunities to score goals. Three shots on target away at Blackburn, unacceptable. Well, and, and why is that? I know we're without Johnny Rowe, but we were the previous week when we scored eight goals. Yeah. Sergeant couldn't really get him on the ball. Well, we looked we looked slightly dodgy. I think that's the word. Well, look, a lot this mi- missing Johnny Rowe is huge, but you know to to praise Christian Fastnacht, the CFAS himself. He's really sort of come into his own in the, in, in, in the past few weeks. And actually, I think he's more than capable to, to produce. There was a moment uh, against Blackburn where Anel came on and, and again, you know, really solid shift from Anel, really confidently taking players now and, and beating them, getting balls into the box. There was a really lovely one in, in, into the CFAS and just couldn't quite convert it. Um, and it's those moments, isn't it? Mm. Um, perhaps the you know the, the, the quality there of, of you know producing those finishes. It's a shame that perhaps Sargent wasn't on the end of, of that ball from Anel, um, so he'd get yet another assist. But no, look, I 
I don't necessarily think it's lacking Johnny. Of course, it's a miss, Johnny Rowe. But I think it's maybe we're just not producing the number of opportunities. I was surprised to hear David Wagner come out in his post again and um, to come out in his post match saying that he was. I think he said it was either a good or he was happy with the performance. You can't be happy with a performance where you produce only three shots on target away to the second worst team defensively in the league. Look, substitutions have been talked about to death over the last couple of weeks. Some have been good, some haven't been. I yeah. think that's just the way that football seems to work. But David Wagner, you know, people are really zooming in. Now, again, the late substitutions here weren't particularly attacking-minded. Mm-hmm. On came Liam Gibbs, Sorensen, Sam McCallum. The the, the 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 man that's getting spoken about a lot is someone that didn't actually come onto the pitch, and that's Sydney Van Hooydonk. Yes. Now, I don't think it helps that in the same weekend Van Hooydonk's not used. Adam Eder scores another two really big goals for Celtic, but we'll put the Adam Eder debate aside for a moment. Sure. The the argument from the Norwich City um, staff are is that the Van Hooydonk needs to be eased in. He's not might not be particularly match fit. Okay. He's not going to get match it from not playing. I mean, this is this is a, a, it's a very again, good point. A, you know, you look at it and go, well, if he's not match fit, then why are we signing him? Yes, agreed, brilliant. Um, I, I I am of the belief that Eden needed the loan, so I'm yes. not fussed about him going out. And, and he, actually, it's going really well. And he wanted it, and he wanted it, so that's fine. But we've now got we've now essentially lost a striker mm-hmm. and not really gained one at the moment yeah, because no, he's sat agreed. on the bench. Yeah. I mean. Surely this is the game where you throw him on, isn't it? I will, I, I've tried to look at this logically, Jack, um, but I, I can't go over there, actually. Logic doesn't suit you. I'm feeling emotional about it. I'm, I'm maybe the, the football fan, which is, you've signed a striker. Bloody play the mm. lad. Give him minutes, you And when know. we saw him against Cardiff, he looked... Yeah, like... Was, sh- I don't want to say sharp, but he looked okay. came on. He was an absolute battering ram. He got the assist yeah. for Christian Fastnight's goal. It was a lovely one-two interchange with the CFAS. He's got the ability to to do it. Don't get me wrong, I'm not suggesting that he should be starting no. games of football yet, but I am thinking that he should be surely getting minutes, particularly in games where, you know, we need to we need to try and win Jack, you yeah. know, and, and he's a big he's a big boy. Um and actually, why not try pumping it into Sydney mm. and 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 seeing if he can if he can get a flick on um to either Sergeant Barnsey or or perhaps just go alone. Yeah. But yeah, I am surprised by it. But what I would maybe challenge is, is Van Hooydonk the answer to our attacking challenges? Or I, I, I don't necessarily think so. However, I, I am with you on this for once, which is why have we signed a striker yeah. that's that not ready, if that makes sense. I can understand for the first one, two games, yeah. you know, calm things down. You know, maybe maybe throw him on here and there. You know, five minutes here, ten minutes there. We should surely be seeing more of him now, um, without a doubt. And actually, if you're thinking about this from Sydney Van Hooydonk's position, we're almost trying to say, look, we're going to give you an opportunity to play because we want to sign you next season. We heard his interview when he joined the club. You know, he he mentioned himself that he hopes that this this move will, will turn into 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 a permanent one. So to do that. We need to see him on the pitch, Jack. Yeah. It's, it's confusing to me. And actually, there are, you know, a few people here and there, handfuls that, that, that are saying, 
yeah, well, just yeah, I don't really, I don't really get Sydney Van Hooydonk, and and so no wonder he's playing. But you're right in saying, well, of course he's not going to improve his performances if he's not given minutes. Well, right? yeah, look, I mean, it's not one I'm you know necessarily losing sleep about because Sargent's quite yeah. clearly better than yeah. him, and, and Ashley Barnes. But surely, is... but sorry to interrupt you, mate, but but surely we should be bringing on Sydney Van Hooydonk over a Jakob Sorensen, well, over no, a Liam absolutely. Gibbs. My, I think that's the main problem here. My main it? concern is once again, you know, it comes back to recruitment. We've had, you know, three or four years of really poor recruitment. Mm -hmm. This is doing no one any, you know, any favours here. It was the same with Huang. You know, we brought him in, you've gone, this is a bit of a strange one. And obviously things have have happened off the pitch, which hasn't helped either. But it's one of those where you go, what's Mm. the, you know, what's the long term thinking here? I don't Strange. know. I don't know. It has has there been any long term thinking? I don't know. But 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 that's that's Ben Napper's first signing, Jack. Yeah. So again, does this show a discrepancy or a contrast in what Ben Napper yeah. wants to do and what David Wagner wants to do? Because Napper's signed a player, but Wagner's not giving him mm. enough minutes. And if I'm Ben Napper, I'm probably knocking on the changing room door now, and I'm going. Sydney Van Hooydonk. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Yeah. I don't know. But it's fine. Strange. Because, because Very strange one. He sees Liam Gibbs as a striker, so it's all good. Um, Sunderland uh, up next at Cow Road. Now, I, I I almost hate feeling confident for Norwich games because it always lets me down. Okay. But this is a game I'm looking at and going, it's that roller coaster of Norwich at the moment, isn't it? You, yeah. you feel like, you feel a million dollars one week, and then you draw to Blackburn the next week, and you go, oh, yeah. these are the types of games like Blackburn that yes. we should have been winning yes. you have to win and actually looking like we've said from now until the end of the season you've got Rotherham you've got Stoke you've got Sunderland all teams that are in poor form at yes. the moment but I'm feeling good about this one yeah I, look don't get me wrong um, I do err slightly on the side of caution because Sunderland are a massive football club with a extremely passionate uh, supporter base um, they now have a caretaker manager in, in, in charge um, and that brings a different dynamic. It, you know, perhaps it makes them less predictable. You don't really like. You can't necessarily see a pattern. You know, the way that you know old Mickey Beals left them because mm. they're not going to surely stick with the way that Beal played because they've got the caretaker manager in, involved. So it's a kind of maybe a slightly unpredictable. I've lost their side. last three. But they've lost their last three against um, Huddersfield, yes, Swansea, and Birmingham. And they're all oh no no Birmingham decent side. The other two, forget them. <laughs> awful, average to awful. So surely, if we're talking about standards yes. of top six, but we have to be. But winning. they have got players that can hurt us, particularly Mr. Jack Clark. Now, the only thing I would say about this is I am hearing whispers on the grapevine that Mr. Jack Clark might not feature. He might not feature. Um, He picked up a little injury. Um, So who knows? It might be one of those ones where he comes on off the bench, which which helps us because we can hopefully score enough goals to, you know, get through that. but who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe Jack Clark's looking at it and going, "Blue neck, this is shit." But sure. I'm not going to rush myself back here and you know maybe scrub my chances of a move. I don't necessarily know the ins and outs of. In fact, I don't know the ins and outs of the Sunderland, you know, uh, you know, f- fitness and, and things going on. But surely you're feeling relatively confident after the previous week at Carrow. This Road, is my though. point, though, Jack, because although it's Sunderland, I am confident because. It is Fortress Carrow Road right now. And we've said this on our podcast. And don't get me wrong, of course, 
you know, it, you know, we might we might have to eat our words on this. But I look at who we've got at home from now until the end of the season, and I don't think we should be losing. Mm. I don't. Um, you know, perhaps we'll perhaps we'll draw against Ipswich, but we won't lose. Um, so we're, we're gonna up. we're gonna win. We're, we're gonna win. <laughs> We, I, th- I think. Look, I do think we'll beat Sunderland. Yeah. Maybe it won't be a big scoreline, but 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 by the way, it might be because we've not had one of them this season at home, really, have we? Where we've been really convincing, we've not conceded. Cardiff. Yeah, but we conceded there, didn't we? Okay. Yeah. Did we? Yeah, we did. We so. Yeah, I, th- I think for me, I want to see a convincing performance. I think we're capable of producing a convincing performance. The fans, the atmosphere at Fortress Cow Road right now Is that what should. we're officially calling it now? FCR. <laughs> I was about to say, no, it sounds like Forest Green Rovers, FGR. FCR. Uh, Twitter questions. Let's do it. Right, first question on X, not Twitter, Jack. Uh, I'm not calling it. Richard that. Wolf, Wolf. Uh, says, what is it about this side thinking they can defend the lead? Oh, sorry, they can't when it matters. So Richard's raging, raging Richard. Um, And it is a point I want to bring up, Jack, because we've dropped 19 points this season from winning positions. And of course, you know, of course teams drop points from winning positions. It happens, it's football. That to me seems like it's a little bit too much. In fact, it is definitely too much. is it down to David Wagner's negative substitutions? Well, I, I think... I don't yeah, know. Or is, it, or is it more grey? Is that quite a black and white opinion? Uh, but yeah, a, bit of, a bit of both. I've really liked us this season when we've taken the lead and then and then still gone kind of all-out attack. Mm. I think we look... I think our most talented players are in the forward areas. I think we can really hurt teams. I think if you look at the makeup of most teams in the championship they're probably slightly top heavy yes. I mean even with Blackburn like their better players are in the forward areas yes. you would say so you know I, I I just loved those performances against Watford and, and, and Cardiff because yeah they might score two but we'll score more yes. and I, that's the way I want to see this Norwich side play Me too. and I think that's the best way we play Yeah. so you know when we when we go 1-0 up at Q, I know we didn't go one up at QPR, but we take the lead at QPR and we take the lead at Blackburn. Let's just go and score another. Yeah. Because, like you said earlier, you know most teams in this division are capable of scoring against us, but we've got way more attacking yeah. quality. So you can't just score mm. one goal when you're Norwich and guarantee victory. And I think that's the mm. that's the concern. I think there's a, there's a few reasons. I think the substitutions haven't helped. Mostly away from home, I've been okay with them at home in recent weeks. Um, just silly defensive errors that, mm. have, that have crept in again, um, and I think it's a mentality thing. Mm. I think when you when it's fresh in the mind, when anything's fresh in the mind, that can quite often repeat. And I think we've seen that. I I was actually more disappointed with the draw at Blackburn than I was the one at QPR. Really? I, I, yeah, I thought that you know. I could see us not winning at QPR. Can you now surely see why I was angry with that draw against QPR? Look, given look, how given Blackburn. Look, was it the ideal result? No, but in the back of my mind, I did have that week at Carrow, and I was like, if you win both those games, you can kind of forget about that. Seven points from nine is okay. okay. But QPR are on the up, and I put that very in loose sense. Blackburn, 
Oh, like they're just yeah. dross to watch. By the way, I, I'm I'm sure I saw the attendance was like twelve thousand. Yeah, they're not in a great place. Oh my lord! Um, great bit of perspective, by the way. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, a, a club in 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 you know. I mean, in the, a bit of a the state. other um, the other relatively pleasing thing was that we managed to keep Sammy Schmodix at bay, who is the league's top scorer. Who? <laughs> right. What about this, Kieran uh, Waller? Uh, he's got a rant. And he said, Sydney Van Wolfswinkel. Now, we've mentioned... We haven't paid eight and a half million quid on that. No, we haven't. Good point. Straight in there. What would that be in today's money, by the way? This is the problem, Jack, is that... I just... I would hate for... I'd hate that, I don't know, this sort of attitude towards a new signing starts to creep in because he's not given enough minutes. Like, it frustrates me. Like, I... Well, Kieran's, uh, Kieran's kind of wound me up a bit there. Honestly, actually. honestly, when you when you look at, and I know we've got a different sporting director now, so it'd be unfair to go. The signings that we make this January are going to be the same as the ones we made last. Agreed. January. Agreed. But surely, just from recent history of our recruitment, you look at Van Hoydonk with a slight pinch of salt and like, well, of course, just yeah. accept that he's not going to be yeah. a world beater. Yeah. Like he might be. Yeah. I think I think you were bang on earlier though. There, Ooh, there wow. still <laughs> feels a disconnect between. Wagner's philosophy and Napa's philosophy. Mm. Like you've brought in a player to make an impact. But is that just? Canyon. But is that just because of the current circumstances that there's a contrast, or in what way? Well, is in is it just because of um, uh, fortuitous uh, situations on the pitch or unfortunate situations on the pitch where Wagner's had to adapt and maybe then you wouldn't say there's a contract I don't know potentially I'm I'm I don't know I'm playing devil's advocate with Look, you I think, I think with, all, with a lot of transfers we often read too much into it transfers are exciting right? yes. you want Van Hoydonk to do well yes. actually it's probably going to take a little while for him to bed in it's going to take a little while for mm. him to get used to it I just think you know Blackburn away would I rather see Van Hoydonk or Liam Gibbs? Yes, probably Van Hoydonk. Look, but let me let me let me spin this. Well, can I just get just a, just a quick one before you just to, on. just to validate this? And I want to get through as many questions as possible. There's so many. Thank you as always for your statements, Rants and Raves. Uh, Maxim Carver says one one away from home, knowing a win takes us one point from the top six, and we leave Sydney Van Hoydonk on the bench whilst bringing Gibbs onto the right wing. Obviously, Wagner can't wait to spend some time with his best mate Jurgen when they're both unemployed next season. Napper must be fuming. So look, people are clearly thinking about this, Jack. Over to you. Positive from Harry. State. Positive, yeah, good, and, good. And, and you know what? I think I think good. perspective is good. Harry says a point away from home is not the end of the world. We're still only three points off the playoffs. Thirty-six more points to play for. Struggling Sunderland at Fortress Carrow Road next week. We will hear Samba de Janeiro on Saturday and everything will be good with the world once again. I, I like the line about Samba. I do. Um, I think we have to be a little... We are now in the territory, officially, of we need results to go our way. Sure. I think we need results to go our way. Of course, look, you know, you win who's in front of you and you create that situation for yourself. But I just think because of the in-game substitutions, mm. because of maybe the confidence levels kind of feel like we need some favours I actually think we got some favours in terms of results last weekend but we're still in in, in, in in kissing distance of the playoffs I think you're right you want it to be in your own destiny I, I look at despite having beaten them both in recent you know in the recent month or so I still look at West Brom and Hull mm-hmm. and I think maybe not necessarily have got more quality than us I think Hull have got a great squad they just seem a little bit more savvy 
Yes. I just look at Hull and go, yeah. if, if I don't over the course of, what have we got, 12 games left, I think I would back mm. Hull to get more points than Norwich. And that's not great when they're ahead of us. Mm. You also, I think, want a slight buffer towards the end of the season because our next six games, I think, look far easier than the following six. You've got Leicester and Ipswich in there. So I think you do want a slight buffer. I think the next six will will be the determinant of if we're in the playoffs. Oh, destiny. I almost think you probably need five wins from your next six. And I think it's gettable because let's look at our next six games. Yeah, go on then. Sunderland. Win. Middlesbrough. Win. Rotherham. Win. Stoke. Win. Plymouth. Ha- ooh, at ha- home. Win. So, and so then you you've go. got Leicester, Ipswich, you've got Bristol City, you've got Birmingham in Draw. there towards the end. So, <sighs> next six. It looks good. What's that? One, two, three, four. It does look next good. Next five. I want four wins, minimum. Mm. If we don't get four wins, we're not getting playoffs. Celebi. Well, let us know, by the way, what you think about that, by the way. Do you agree with, with what Jack's saying I just there, think or, or do the, you disagree? The, I, I, um, the, the reason I'm being slightly harsh is I think there is genuine opportunity here. What about this point from Chris Whitting uh, on X? Whiting? Um, no, Whitting okay. from Lancashire. Perhaps that's why the second name is spelt differently. Rant! Why does Wagner persistently change a winning side? Is it any wonder our results are inconsistent when the team keeps changing? Wagner out, he says. Look, I, I, I think... Well, he's only really helped with injuries. Of course, and I think, I, I think that's where I, I would possibly disagree, Chris. But when he hasn't had as many injuries in this recent run of games, he still tinkered with it. Perhaps a bit too much, Jack. There's been this conversation of... Uh, what, what what do they call it in the game? They call it work um, workload. Do they call it workload? I have no idea what you're going on about. When they don't want to overwork a player because there's oh, two right, games. Like managing three, minutes. Managing minutes, yeah. all that. That shit. is the new buzzword, isn't uh, it? Managing I, minutes. I, yeah, I think, it's, I think it smells a bit of an excuse to we, me. We also have had about 77 different centre-back pairings this season, which I don't yeah. think helps. Chris Gorham has shared the full list of centre-back pairings, by the way. I think it actually might be like 17, but it's, go, it's go and crazy. check it out. And I think that's actually, the, and, and granted it's been mainly injury dependent, but I think that mm. is the area of the pitch that you need solid. If you've got a different person next to you each week, it does get confusing. So speaking of that, great contribution here from Jack OTBC. It's great question. Name. Is it weird that I actually prefer us lining up with McLean as centre-back rather than in midfield? feel like we play a lot more positive with McLean I at agree. the back. I well, agree. It's interesting because there, there is this debate that's rumbling away at the moment in the background, Jack, which is, you know, actually, is Sarah better deeper yeah. or further forwards? And therefore, you know, that, that kind of depends on where, on where the mayor plays as well, right? So what's your opinion on that, Jack? I agree with, with Jack. I think we do look better when McLean's centre-back. I think he's more progressive. My worry when he first dropped in there was would we struggle aerially? And I don't think we have. I also agree that w- it seems like we're desperate to get Sarah in the mm. 10. And look, he's not played there a huge amount, so there will be times of transition. But... I do think he looks better deeper. I think he has more of an influence on the game when he when he plays deeper. So yeah, I based on what we've seen this season, I think we look better as a team when McLean's at centre back. And speaking of Kenny, let's continue on that on that run of uh, that vein of form. Uh, Gabriel Sarah's left peg at Gabby the Goat seventeen has oh, that's uh, his username. has chucked in a, uh, a a statement. 
Kenny McLean's midweek press conference, I thought, gave a better idea about the squad and seemed a lot better than Wagner's. And with him now being a captain, you can see similarities with the Norfolk Cafu. Can the mayor be at the wheel in a few years' time? I think we need to probably break that down, that statement. Yeah, what was that press conference about, levels. by the way? Well, well, oh, I'm surprised you've reacted like that. Well, I just couldn't quite understand well, it. Well, I'm all for it because I think we need to hear more from the players. That's why... We're very passionate about getting Norwich players on this podcast. Well, that's what I'm because, saying. Don't do the presser, do the podcast. Well, of course. But look, whilst they're not doing the Talk Norwich City podcast, you know, let's hear from the players as often as possible. Although, what I would say is a player isn't going to truly open up and divulge in a press conference. But I do need to compliment the club on this. I think it's great that they're doing player press conferences again. I think it's very important that do it's you? done. I do. I think it's very important to hear from the player. And, and if you think about it, Jack, and this is me finger in the air. I suspect that most Norwich fans are done with David Wagner. So right. we're hearing, yeah. we're hearing from David week, week after week. Um, maybe that's just gonna, maybe that's just gonna pull petrol on the fight. Maybe it's gonna flare the temper. Maybe he might say the wrong thing. So maybe bringing on a player is maybe the right mm. thing for this moment. Look, I'm all for it. But anyway, so that's one thing. The player press conferences, I think it's good. Um, the other point in here is about the similarities between Kenny and the Norfolk Cafu. And that is a compliment, but it also concerns me. Because one of the issues that Russ was plagued with in his, uh, certainly his last season at the football club, is poor old Russ was wheeled out at every bloody opportunity after a- any time Norwich lost, go and get Russ. Mm. You, you, what's, that, what's that mean? Go and get, what is that anyway? You know, you know the one I mean. Um, is it a oh, go and get Kenny? Because yeah. everyone loves and respects Kenny in the fan base now. Everyone knows just how important he is. Everyone really uh, admires Which is his amazing leadership. considering the viewpoint of him two years ago. Well, of course. But so I think that's interesting. It's, it's a compliment, but it can also be seen as potentially a bad thing as well. And his last point here, could the mayor be at the wheel in a few years' time? He There was an offer from Leeds. Um, for Kenny it was a complete piss take of an offer from he can do no wrong Farker Um, and luckily Norwich rejected it because my god could you imagine where we'd be without Kenny this season and uh, the the other thing with Kenny before we move on like real um, traction in terms of player of the season chances I think absolutely let's answer this though do you think he'll be here in a few seasons time or do you think he's going to go back up north I don't I, know the look, answer to that, by the I, way. I, th- I thought it was interesting. He said it's the you know it's the fittest he's ever felt, and he looks really. I fit. didn't hear him say that. Yeah, Did yeah, he say that? Said, I think he said it like at thirty-two years old. I'm you know feeling really good. Um, yeah, I think he will be. I think he will be. Was he? I think he's thirty-two. I can see him playing a, a few more. I think he's really pivotal to the way we play. Mm-hmm. Um, every manager seems to really like him. I think when you've got such longevity across Premier League and Championship at one team. It, it speaks volumes. He's been great this season. And I think he has got a future in management as well. Guess who's back? Norfolk Paul. Norfolk Paul is back. Those avid listeners of the TNC podcast will know who Norfolk Paul is by now. He likes <laughs> to provide accurate... Uh, well, we assume it's well, accurate. No, it, no, well, every time we've checked, it's been accurate. He, he provides We're going to get caught a, out. A meaning and a translation of a name. So this week, he's picked Marcelino. So he says... We have to change this inconsistency, but to be called inconsistent, you have to be consistently inconsistent, making you consistent. Funny old game. <laughs> Cheers for that, Norman Paul. Anyway, he says, by the way, the word Marcelino is a, for- is a form of the Latin mar 
Silius, mm. meaning hammer. He nailed it with that free kick. Hashtag hammer time. It should have been a hammer blow to Blackburn. Norfolk Port. I think that's a bit of a, a loose one this week. Um, um, but I'm but I'm all for it. Yeah, because Marcelino's free kick, it was less of a hammer and more of a, a, a dainty sort of brush, wasn't it? It was brushed into the back of the net. Well, this from, from Louis T90. Coca-Cola wouldn't... Ch- this, is the, this is the most liked um, oh, is it? P- post, by the way. Um, well Coca-Cola wouldn't change their recipe for outstanding cola. The colonel <laughs> wouldn't change his recipe for chicken. So why would Wagner change the recipe for winning? Baffling. Fuck the hokey-cokey. Wagner in, Wagner out. It's a resounding out from me. Has been from day one. And then he's finished it with OTBC. Well, I think the difference here is with both Kentucky Fried Chicken and Coca-Cola, you've had an outstanding product at the start. I'm not sure the product of David Wagner's football has been outstanding at any point. There. I'm just, by the way, uh, Lewis, congratulations. That's contribution of the week. Just putting it out there. Well done. Um, can I read one? Yes, please. Uh, this comes in from Falcon17. Falcon? What a name. Go on. Statement. I have never been bored while watching Norwich City until today. I literally read a book while watching. Let us know what book it was. Really? I was reminded of when Ross from Friends was more excited about a sandwich than being with Carol and Susan. I grew up in the 90s and I simply can't justify renewing my season ticket. Well, look, I I think the form of late has picked up and I think that perhaps that is, I, I just want that to is harsh. It was. That is harsh. Um, What's harsh? That the, the comment of it being that boring. It's not boring anymore. You can't say it's boring now. Oh, Blackburn was hardly edgy a season. Yes, stuff, but, look at, but look at what we've been doing at home. But I would, but then I would validate it and say, if you were to say that in November about not 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 renewing your season ticket, yeah. which which was well within the conversation, completely agree. Can't stand up for it at all. Can't defend it at all. And I still know lots of Norwich fans that have been going for years, Jack, and they're saying I ain't doing this anymore mm. because it's too expensive. Uh, it is marginally, but it is going up again, um, and the football's not improving, and they're not communicating David Wagner's um, the position. Well, and by the way, rightly so, because it would be stupid to do so. Um, but you are then in a conundrum. But maybe, maybe the club might want this because they're bringing in safe standing. There is going to be some moving and shaking within that that area. Perhaps people from from within the Barclay that don't shaking? want to stand um, will move. And perhaps um, people that want to sing, clap and shout, uh, will move in. Oh, just a quick shout out, actually. Right, I've no idea if I'm going to be able to track these two lads down, but I'm going to put it out there. I was delighted at the last home game, right? (laughs) Because we're in the Barclay, and it's pretty well known that the South Stand doesn't sing, okay? And we sang, South Stand, give us a song, right? And up stood these two young lads. (laughs) Just passion pumping through their veins and they stood up and they looked backwards at the they didn't they didn't look at the pitch they looked backwards yeah, at the fans yeah. like really giving it getting them up and do you know what fucking brilliant we need more of that in all four stands yeah. including the Bovril boys in the city stand and the bloody coca-cola corner what we're we calling that now um, I still can't I call the South stand the South, it's still the Gerald stand to me and it'll, it'll always be the NMP to me as well but. I think it is in, that the whole season ticket thing and it has calmed down a little bit and I think yeah. actually when all of this discussion is you know the dust settles people do just renew their tickets because yeah. it's what we do but I, like, like yourself Chris I've spoken to a lot of people who have just gone I'm really bored and I'm not doing it yeah. because it's really expensive yeah. in, the, in, the, yes. in the current day 
Um, and, you know, I'd rather be doing something else on my Saturday. That is a concern. Um, Run Cycle Cake, who I think I once... Oh, yeah, you botched this. Yeah, I think I once famously called him, like, Run... Cyclic or something, Run Cyclic, Run Cyclic. I don't know. He said, Wagner's a streaky manager. We have had a decent run of form to get us to the edge of the playoffs, but I expect a poor run and we'll finish ninth. Well, I did actually say in my pre-season prediction video, we would finish ninth. Can't challenge that. It's... I hate the fact that you want to be right on that, by the way. I don't want to be right. You do. I you don't, do. Of course I don't want to, I want to see us in the playoffs. <sighs> I want to see us getting pumped by, you know, Manchester City next season. Uh, do you know what's kind of in my head as well, Jack? And this was spoke about on the scrimmage plug, um, for those that don't listen to the scrimmage, um, yesterday uh, evening. Um, we brought it up, right? What if we get into the playoffs... And we play Ipswich in the playoffs. Well, we've done it before, haven't we? Yeah, but Jack, I don't want payback. I just can't take that. I, I, I think... I can't do it. It's interesting. So, say if we do sneak into sixth, the, the, the likely playoffs will probably be Southampton, Ipswich, West Brom, and probably, like, us. Would you back us to beat any of those? Hang on, say them again. Southampton... Or Leeds, probably Southampton. Southampton, you need a slice of luck. Ipswich. Leeds, we don't beat. But no Leeds, way. I think Leeds are going up automatically. So we'll go, well, let's say Southampton, Ipswich, West Brom, us. I, West Brom, we can do over. Yeah. I'm not worried about West Brom. Ipswich, over two legs. <sighs> God, it just it's just not worth thinking about the pain. <laughs> it's just not even worth thinking about the pain. I think that is the concern. I think. Imagine the pressure. I do, I do think we are, I think tactically we're a long way off all of those sides. I think quite, I think on paper, barring Southampton, who've still got that kind of Premier League cash. But we got the draw against Southampton. We did, we did. But Both home and away. Yeah. Hello. I think if you look at us tactically against Russ or Corbran or yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Matey Boy down the road, yeah. I think we're outclassed by them all. And that's really painful to say. Um, Finn Brown says not if but when we get 15 points for our next five games will the HMS piss the playoff hats come on well Holty if you watch the last podcast Holty has said when the hats can officially come on it's when we play Ipswich at Carrow Road if we beat them and we're in the playoff picture the hats will be on Ollie final question yeah. question Go on. who the fuck is Sammy Schmodick <laughs> Well, I have been saying that for ages, Ollie. Um, final, final yeah. plug. Um, we just need to plug. We didn't do it at the start, stupidly. I was ex- sorry, I was excited at the start. I'm now nervous. Well, look, there we are. Um, final plug for the Nor- the ultimate Norwich City yes. raffle. It's been a resounding success. We are so grateful for all of your support. Chucking in fivers, tenors, 15 quid, even more than that, and the auction on other levels. You can still just about. Just about. Just about enter you need to drop in on that link that will be in the youtube description it'll be all over our socials chuck a fiver in select which bundle you fancy winning and get yourselves entered of course it's all proceeds that go to yeah, so the big you, you've got options we've got three raffle bundles all with some brilliant stuff in you can see it all on the website we've also got auctions there's been a couple yeah. of new items added so if you haven't seen the the, yes, the page since the start yes check it out again we've got um director's box tickets we we've done that it's bloody brilliant three course meals Very nice. sit next to delia and co it's great fun 
And we've also got a Todd Cantwell signed match prepared Ranger shirt. Yes. I'm sure it's long sleeve. It's got the SPL logos on it yeah. for shirt collectors. That's an absolute beauty. There you so go. check out the auctions. On Absolutely. Site. Um, and also it's a win-win because if you don't win a bundle, you've given money to a cancer charity, a local cancer charity that help local people affected by cancer. Look, next week we'll be back on Monday. I am praying we beat Sunday. No, we don't need to pray. We'll be back on Monday. We'd have won. The mood will be lifted. And I think we'll be feeling quite punchy. Okay. Because the run of games after that, let's have it. I've said this for the past but, what's felt like four months, but, but this does feel pivotal. But, well, it's every game. It's a cup <laughs> final now, isn't it? But if we lose to Sunderland at Carrow Road, I might not be filming the podcast <laughs> on Monday. There we go. Chris, good to see you. Cheers, mate.